Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Brendan Escott and Cam Moon keeping you company this afternoon. It's 1233 in Edmonton. Uh, a reminder, if you're tuning in and you've been displaced by the fires in the Northwest Territories, I've got plans for you tomorrow and they don't cost you anything. Just uh, head out to the Enoch Cree Nation River Cree Resort Casino hosting an exclusive free dinner and comedy event for all of those uh, displaced by the fires in the Northwest Territories. Doors tomorrow at the venue at River Cree at 5 o'clock. Your dinner for free at 6 and then uh, comedy shows, some music as well at 7 o'clock. Seats, of course, are limited. You'll need your uh, evacuee wristband or your Northwest Territories driver's license to get in. But if you have been displaced, you are invited tomorrow to come together with some humor, some love, some laughter all presented by Enoch Cree Nation. The River Cree Resort Casino Hotline is where we go next. Joined as we are for our friends at Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy Heating and Cooling, John Shannon. Jumping back aboard with some big news out of Toronto. So perfect timing, John. Uh, how you doing, first and foremost? Having a great day, boys. How are you? Excellent. All, All right. right. Lots to talk about, and I didn't forecast that for August 24th, but uh, the Maple Leafs with a news dump yesterday. Let me first get your opinion on why that may have been the case. Austin Matthews signs a four-year, uh, $13.25 million per year extension. He sets the league record with the AAV, as we all expected he would. But did you expect that maybe a press conference would have maybe led or preceded the news rather than just a tweet at 5.30 Eastern yesterday? Well, it, it got to the point, it was funny, Brendan, because I got a note from a couple of guys that I deal with on a regular basis saying, did his account get hacked? <laughs> Is this real? Um, and, <laughs> and then on top of that, within a couple of minutes, the Maple Leafs put the news out themselves. Um, and, and you know, the, the interesting thing is uh, the agent for Austin Matthews is a guy named Judd Moldaver, who is a Toronto guy, lives in Los Angeles now, uh, is always a progressive thinker. And, and it would not surprise me at all for Judd to have suggested, let Austin, in order to try to, you know, recapture some some good feeling with the fan base in Toronto. Let Austin tweet it out first. And I think that's exactly what happened. Uh, And uh, so what we do know now is that Austin Matthews, from this day forward, is a Toronto Maple Leaf for the next five seasons. Because he's still on the existing old contract for this year, and then the new contract kicks in next summer. What do you think of the deal, John? Well, it's, it's interesting. I thought the number was going to be higher. Uh, than 13-2-5. I'm also surprised it didn't end in a 3-4. Judd's famous for having contracts end in the number of the players he negotiates. Sidney Crosby's, for instance, was 8.87, um, and that's a trick that he that Judd learned from his former boss, uh, Pat Brisson. The last contract that Austin did ended in a 3-4 as well. Um, I think that the Maple Leafs and... Matthews came to a compromise that they both can live with. 
obviously Toronto wanted Austin for more than four more years. But if they were going to do that, they would probably raise the AAV. They probably would have gone higher. So by doing it this way, they keep the, the AAV low, and then they acquiesce to Matthew's demands that, no, I only want to do a short-term deal, relatively short-term, because who knows where the market will be in, in five years? Who knows where the cap will be in five years? So for that reason, when you look, John, at obviously the percentage now that's gobbled up of Toronto's salary cap, it, it's a, a lot and it's not very many players. And this has been the narrative for quite some time now. They're going to need to get William Nylander signed. They hope, I would think, after this year. Uh, and he's not even one of the ones making the big money. So I guess, what is the fallout that you can foresee for the rest of the Leafs core with this deal? Or does this really change anything? Um, well, I, I, I do think that it's closer to William Nylander not being a Maple Leaf if they can't move another big contract, if they want to move another big contract, and I'm not sure they do. Uh, it also really puts a challenge uh, on Brad Living to try to find ways economically to improve the defense and perhaps even next summer the goaltending. And, and so, you know, the issues that they have, you know, with the new guys that have come in for one-year deals, Max Domi and Tyler Bertuzzi. I mean, I think Tyler Bertuzzi took a one-year deal with the hope of getting a long-term deal in Toronto next summer. How does that change with this signing this summer? Um, it's, going, it's going to be a fascinating year in Toronto. Brad Living has created the perception that he has made change and he's also cemented the future. But at the same time, the issues that haunted the Maple Leafs last year, goaltending and bottom six defense still exist. How are the fans taking it so far, John? Like, has this been something that, uh, as far as the, the Matthews signing, uh, everybody on board? Or is there, I, I, I've read a few things where it seems uh, Leaf fans thought maybe it, they would like it to be a little bit longer. But what is your sense of it from there? I, I think that that's fair. I think that, you know, I think people wanted to know, well, if, if, if Connor signed for max term, if Nate McKinnon signed for net max term, LRJ Kopitai is signed for max term, why, why can't somebody in Toronto? Because let's face it, uh, other than John Tavares, who could only sign a seven-year deal, uh, Mitch Marner didn't sign a max term deal, and now Matthews hasn't signed a max term deal. Um, I, I think there's a, a little bit of frustration, but at the same time, Cam, I, I don't have to tell you, the National Hockey League is going to change a ton in the next five seasons. It's going to change a ton. Um, that's a long period of time. Austin Matthews can make his mark in Toronto in that five years and perhaps even end the drought. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not optimistic of that, but Matthews certainly has the talent to do his part. 
Chatting with our NHL insider, John Shannon, for our friends at Legacy Heating and Cooling. And who knows, maybe by the time this deal is done, there will be an arena in Phoenix for him to run off in the sunset to. Maybe, if if things pan out that way. Speaking of other things going on in the NHL, John, this one really piqued my interest reading uh, about Bill Daly's comments on the European media tour about working on an international best-on-best for February of 2025. So it looks like they want to get something going here even before they get back onto that uh, every even or every other even year I guess between the Olympics and the, and the World Cup so it's it's encouraging to me to see that they they're again expressing interest in this kind of thing what have you uh, ascertained I suppose from your contacts on that front well they, you know I think it's great that Bill made this uh, announcement overseas in Stockholm but this is no secret uh, this is not any. This is not new news. This is this has been in the works for a long period of time. Uh, you know, Marty Walsh has uh, has been on board since he took over the Players Association. Um, and and really, the only the only problem that exists now is uh, this was supposed to happen in 2024, but it can't happen in 2024 uh, with what's going on in Ukraine. You know, there are still question marks, a lot of question marks, about what's going on with Russian involvement in the tournament. Will the IIHF change its philosophy about allowing member clubs to play in tournaments like this without the Russians or with the Russians? It's going to be fascinating. This is, to me, this was uh, giving the European market just a little bit of hope and and hopefully be able to coerce some of the the the, the nations the the, the national uh, organizing committees Sweden Finland particularly that we want to have a tournament with the Russians um, even if there is conflict in Ukraine still I'm skeptical about that guys um, if we are going to have a tournament like we had with the world Junior championships in Halifax, uh, I suspect it will be without the Russians. When it comes to these types of events, NHL, uh, best on best, whether it be you know, the Canada Cup, the World Cup, whatever it may be, outside of obviously in Canada, the numbers are going to be through the roof. Tell, and I'm talking about television here. Uh, when where our best national teams play, that's one thing as Canadians we do. We really like to watch that. But outside of Canada, John, uh, how big is the appetite um, south of the border or in Europe for these types of events? Uh, I, think th- I think there's a huge appetite uh, in Europe. I-, I think the Swedes, the Czechs, the Finns, uh, are all supportive even now with with the growing um, popularity of the game, and particularly because of guys like Leon and Tim Stutzel uh, in Germany. I, I think that there's I think that's a, a, a key component to this. Your 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 discussion about the United States is a fascinating one. ESPN jumped back into hockey uh, with the last World Cup in 2016 and bought the rights. Uh, whether that was a, uh, uh, a predictor of what was supposed to happen with uh, NHL rights in, in the United States on television, it, it worked out well for ESPN. Uh, member clubs in the, U, in the U.S. Uh, don't really like interruptions during the regular season. 
February is an interesting time where when you have a league that is still driven a lot by ticket sales, when you don't have the National Football League playing, when Major League Baseball hasn't started, the competition for eyeballs uh, is much better uh, for the uh, for the NHL teams at that point. So that's the interesting one. I'm not sure what the appetite is in the United States. I'm sure that in the hardcore fan, they always want to see the U.S. play. But I, I don't know what the appetite will be for in the United States unless it's already been, you know, cooked into both the ESPN model or the TNT model. Chatting with John Shannon right now on uh, Oilers Now. And, John, on your podcast, you had uh, Iron Mike Keenan the yeah. other day. And, of course, he's coaching He's coaching Team Italy because Italy is hosting the 26 Olympics. Is that correct? That's right. He's been uh, he's signed. He got a four-year deal to coach through the Olympics. He, he has to go over to Balzano, where he lives in Italy uh, in the not-too-distant future, to start working with the, the national team and... Uh, and, and creating a team that uh, can play in some international events through the winter months. So Mike Keenan, uh, you know, there's there, there is there's never a hockey team that Mike Keenan won't want to coach. Uh, he, he tried to do it in China before the Beijing Winter Games, and that didn't work out because of health issues. But back in the saddle in Italy, he's far from being Italian, but it's another outreach program. I, I don't have to tell people in Edmonton the amount of Canadians involved in outreach, not just in hockey, but in things like curling uh, and women's hockey. Uh, Mike Keenan's just added to that list of growing the Canadian game overseas. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I can just think of a, a couple of uh, guys from around here. Uh, Rob Dom, who used to yeah. coach uh, the U of A Bears, has been over in Europe for a while. I know uh, Perry Pern, longtime assistant coach in the NHL and former coach of the Nate Ooks, has uh, been overseas uh, since his time in the NHL. So it, there's, there's no shortage, no shortage uh, <laughs> of Canadian influence on the game anywhere like across the the globe and uh, how's the uh, the sense from mike uh, of how much he's enjoyed it so far well it, 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 <laughs> um, mike likes to be in charge <laughs> and um and so being mike keenan in a program that is developing you know mike gets a chance to be in charge so i think he's having a blast you know, I have You know, if you, if you do want to check out the podcast, he, I've never seen him as as uh, relaxed, as low key, as um, conversational as he did with us yesterday. It was a it was a great fun, and we and we we talked a lot about other things too, about his time in Russia playing and and coaching Magnitogorsk in the KHL to some championships, and we did talk about China, and we. We talked about his time in the NHL as well and, and why he probably will never get another chance in the NHL uh, at his age. So from from that perspective, it was uh, it was a fun 50 minutes to sit and talk with Mike and, and really enjoy what was going on with somebody who, um, you, you know, you can lots of people run uh, hot and cold about uh, to Mike, and Mike and I have always gotten along over the years. And there's even an old story, Cam, on the show about uh, spending some nights at the at the Rosen Crown at the Four Seasons Hotel in Edmonton during the Stanley Cup Final in 1987. Oh, that's great! <laughs> that's a nice little touch. 
I've spent awesome a few stuff. evenings there myself. Oh, funny. Uh, so PTO season continues here, John. We're seeing Austin Watson sign in Tampa. you got Scott Harrington in Anaheim, Aaron Dell, Nick Malosh to Columbus. That's kind of all else we're seeing trickle along the news wire. But we had yesterday, of course, with the news um, unofficially that Bouchard's uh, going to sign this $3.9 million AAV and, and sort of where that leaves Edmonton. It's like, look, you can sign a guy up to a $1.1 million if you want to take that space now or you could theoretically save that space and have it grow a little bit before the trade deadline. Anything, I mean, I guess I'll, I'll spin it to you this way and I think I may have done this on Monday as well. Is there anything you're hearing uh, Edmonton-wise or what they may be prioritizing on that front? Uh, maybe just to fill out the roster even if it's just for the preseason? Uh, you know, that, I think that the latter is probably the one thing that's possible. Um, you know, filling out the roster for those preseason games does make a, a little bit of sense on the PTO side. Uh, you, you know, the other thing is with the with with the change uh, on the scouting side, I think that there's there, there's enough movement in the front office that they're probably taking their time to to go and look at who the, who's out there. By the way, the the Austin the Austin Watson one is a fascinating one because if Austin Watson um, can you know is is 100% healthy mentally and physically, Austin Watson can be a really good player for any team in this league. Um, you know, he's you know, but he's got a lot of wear and tear in his body. He's been through a lot um, you know through the 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 substance abuse program. But if Austin Watson has his uh, ducks in a row, uh, the, and when you think that Tanner Janot is there too, all of a sudden the Tampa Bay Lightning have become a tough team as opposed to a fast physical team. A tough team, and they're going to have to be that in that Atlantic division. John, Andre Turnier got extended three-year contract extension with the Arizona Coyotes. It looks like he's been a pretty good fit there, and clearly the Coyotes think so as well. What would you think about that coming out yesterday? You know, it, it, it is, you know, Billy Armstrong is really, in, in trying circumstances, really trying to create some stability for the franchise. Um, whether that's with player signings uh, and improving their roster, I mean, I think they're. I think they're going to be. They might be, in my mind, one of the top three sleepers in the National Hockey League this year. And and Andre Turnier is one of the reasons why they're creating a little more stability. Uh, it makes a ton of sense. Uh, they need to try to create some continuity. It's been something that has been a major issue for the franchise since they moved there. And Turnier and Armstrong working together with a pretty good roster. And if they could, if, if they can get some goaltending, they might be a they might be a factor. I I think Turnier has, and you you guys have seen him on the junior level a lot. You understand what kind of coach he is. He's he's the real deal. He's a good communicator. He's he knows how to deal with young players. And let's face it, the NHL is getting younger every day, and Arizona is one of those young teams. Makes a lot of sense, John. Appreciate you jumping aboard with us this afternoon. Thank you. 
Have a great day, boys. Okay, okay you see too. you, John. John Shannon, our NHL insider for our friends at Legacy Heating and Cooling. I'll remind you that some guests of the show receive gift certificates to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. It is the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Chris and Chef Altoff that Oilers now sent you. Just before we duck out for a break, we should congratulate uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins and his lovely wife on the birth of their new baby, Lennon Nugent Hopkins. The Nuge yes. is the father. Outstanding. Father Nuge. Yeah. <laughs> if Boosh is the dad, Nuge, <laughs> Nuge is the father. We'll be right back on Oilers now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Brendan Escott, Cam Moon with you this afternoon. We're going to talk Oil Kings for the next uh, probably 45 or so minutes on the show with head coach Luke Pierce, general manager Kurt Hill, both coming into studio very clearly in the, uh, the stages of a rebuild. I mean, last year was, uh, I, I'm sure... Not a lot of fun as far as the extended losing went, but obviously there was some highlights there too, and, and we're going to look at those highlights and what they can build on heading into this upcoming season. Uh, before we do, though, a couple more text messages here. 780-496-0063. Logan says, nice to hear the uh, the ACAC programs being mentioned on the show. <laughs> yes! Well, you got an ACAC veteran sitting right across <laughs> from me right here, so you had to. Had to shout that out. Uh, another texter says, um, Matthews, in all sincerity, didn't deserve a raise, let alone being able to call himself the highest paid player in the NHL, all while being nowhere near the best player in the NHL. Gee whiz, Toronto, we just screwed up our players' salaries yet again. Okay, yes. Again, every year that curve is going to get set by the next guy who was drafted first overall at some point that somebody values that much. And that's not exclusive to the NHL. How would you like to be the team that constantly has to pay in the the, the highest paid left tackle in football? It just every single offseason, somebody becomes the newest, highest ever paid quarterback or cornerback or defensive line, whatever. It's, so it's, it's, it happens in all sports. Guys get paid, they up the curve. And when the cap goes up, that's when all of it will be absorbed by Edmonton. But thankfully, thankfully for the sake of our game, and that being the NHL and hockey, everybody's working within the same framework. Yeah. Because we remember, well, I remember what it was like when it wasn't that way. And yeah, it made it awfully tough well, for some at, teams. Okay, so as an example of the <laughs> when there isn't a salary cap, when when's the next time you think the Pittsburgh Pirates are gonna make a blip on the postseason radar or or go challenge for a World Series? Right. They don't, and they don't spend on talent. They can't. Baltimore is in a situation where they're leading the American League East with a bunch of rookies, young, super awesome contributors that they don't have to pay. And now they're turning around right now to their fans and saying, "Look, uh, we apologize to you guys, but we're gonna have to boost ticket sale, uh, prices a bunch in order to afford all these players here." So. So it's not just hockey. This is sports and sports as 
we know when we've seen the value of a team go from, you know, you could buy it in the, in the late 90s for $300 million, and now the Senators are getting sold for a billion dollars. And that's one of the lower-valued franchises in hockey. So sports is just booming right now with this kind of thing. And, of course, the players being the ones that we're all tuned in to watch, that's where the money's going to go first, right? Exactly. So... If if they want to pay them that, great, I, I suppose. And yeah, it, it does. It plays with the curve throughout the league, but they still have to work within the same parameters as far as putting a, a team on the ice within those numbers. So that's their problem now. <laughs> uh, Nick says, hopefully Connor and Leon are more interested in Stanley Cops than money. I would suggest that is the case. Definitely. <laughs> Um, yeah, another texture here saying how many of Matthew's goals uh, came off of a Marner setup. Everybody said yeah. the same thing about Leon Dreisaitl. How many of Dreisaitl's goals came off of a McDavid setup? That's it's, it's you know you can apply that narrative for sure. <laughs> Burger King says Austin Matthews is overrated. He's not even in Dreisaitl's league, let alone McDavid. And how about one more? <laughs> Jensen says, didn't think I'd ever hear Gangstar on 630, Chad. I love it. That one's for you, Derek. We got Derek DXL on the ones and twos on the other side of the glass. I got Cam Moon to my right. We're going to have both Luke Pierce and Kurt Hill in studio when we come back on Oilers Now after Randy Kilburn reads the Global News headlines.